you know, and I, I needed to know why I wanted to get better. Just for me, just for him to show what is possible if you put your mind to it. I promise I write. I'm just very not. Because <laughs> it gets to a point sometimes where like it hurts having not touched fiction. Activate your energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators, and welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox, and... Uh, Samantha Frost. Hello, Samantha. How, what have you just put in your mouth? I just ate an olive. That I've was... been holding that for so long. It, 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 you planned this? Yeah, I planned it. Why? Because I, <laughs> just because I wanted this reaction. I wanted to knock you off your game. Well, it worked. I know. How are you, Sam? What's going on? What have you been up to? I've just realised that Eating an olive and answering a question is a difficult task. No, that the eating anything today was really unwise. Yes, Sam is not well. Still, oh, God, the things we do. To, yeah. to How are you feeling about that now? I mean, it's so salty. You know, like when you haven't eaten things for a long time and you're real hungry, <laughs> and then you like you have like a sweet, and you're like, oh my god, there's so much. Like I can taste every individual molecule of sugar that they put in this. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mmm, it's real salty. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, was I with COVID last week? Yes. Yes, I'm still with COVID. Um, it, it went for a little while. Or at least it it had the appearance of going. And then it was like, ha ha, just joking. Here's a 40 degree fever. Mm. <laughs> so I've been dealing with that yesterday. And uh, I haven't actually taken my temperature today because I just feel real hot. So I'm like, I'm assuming still not great. Um, And just lots of vomiting. I vomited in a bush today. So I oh, needed to go out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to be sick. And the most dignified place I can be sick right now is in a bush. Thankfully, not someone's garden bush. It was a common bush. Just just a standard societal bush. Let's breeze past that before that degenerates. <laughs> what, have, have you managed to get too much stuff? Are you, have you been working on stuff or has it been a, a rest? Yeah, no, I've, 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 like until yesterday, I've still been um, getting stuff done because, like I say, it, it really felt like it was tailing off. Um, and then yesterday I decided that trying to like use my brain in a like big creative capacity, like, so for example, editing poems, which is kind of uh, what my life is at the minute, um, wasn't, was really not a good idea because po my poems generally are quite short. Um, like, I think the longest one I've got probably if I read it is about three and a half minutes, but most of them are around the like one and a half to two minute mark. So like a page, two pages. So at the minute, the edits are essentially the final edits from me, like just, you know, say, yeah, that's good. I'm happy with that. And then obviously I'll get them proofed because 
uh, my spelling and grammar is still very much a work in progress. Um, but I just decided yesterday, I was like, there's no point because I'm just going to have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Because like, even if it's perfect, I won't trust it. So I, I did not, that was a yawn, not a vomit. Um, I did not do anything like that yesterday. I just, um, I had Supernatural on and I did some painting. And you've done a bunch of videos this week, oh. which have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, so many. That I was. <laughs> They're not out yet, so if people. Well, some one of them is. Uh, but you've done a few different things. Yeah. So I was saying to uh, Dan before we started recording that my son Miles, <laughs> um, I was doing a couple of like extra ones, and he was just like, "Oh my god, when will this end?" And I was <laughs> just like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You've been editing these adverts for so long." I'm like, "Well, they've all been different ones." He's like, "But they're all the same." I was like, "To you, maybe." But mm. yeah, I'm fine. I've done it's, that now. It's one of the pains of like video editing is constantly having to like revisit the same thing just to check the thing, to add the thing, to do the thing. And it's yeah. Yeah. And then and it all comes together and you're like, I'm done. And you watch it and you're like, no, I've got like 12 different things I need to do. You're never done. No. Uh I just realized that the night before I got really ill was the night. So yesterday was the first day of me being really like, I've got really high fever, I don't feel good. Tuesday evening, I sent Dan over um like like the final three. Uh, videos um I checked them I double checked them (laughs) I sent them over and usually um what happens is uh Dan will look through them and say okay like I really like them if we could just possibly tweak this or or like at you know at one minute 57 the music is just a little bit louder than the they're, they're normally really like specific minute tweaks um which is one of the things I actually although I tease them about it, it's one of the things I really enjoy working with you is that like your attention to detail is like on point. Thank you. However, Tuesday evening, I get, I get a message back saying, love them. Two tweaks. One, you've put the wrong name and I won't say names or anything yet because obviously they're not out, but one, you've put the wrong name in the beginning of this and two, you've spelt this other person's name wrong. Now, these are people that like I see minimum four times a week uh-huh. that I adore and I love and I was just <laughs> clearly I thought I was tired but clearly the delusion was starting to kick in because that <laughs> I I laughed for about five minutes I was just just minor was, tweaks just, just the entire just context the of the whole video of, yeah yeah if you could yeah. just yeah <laughs> all the detail work brilliant but mm. uh, we could just deal with this, yeah. these small things just give the people the right names yeah That'd yeah be then spell it correctly that would be yeah. great <laughs> yeah. How have you been though? Yeah, sure. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. It's been it's been a good week. Uh I've like it's been a good well few weeks really in, in terms of the work that I've been doing and what I've been getting out there. Like I've managed to between things start getting through some of the things that have backed up for the last yes. like six, twelve months, like stuff that I've been on my list for a while. Um so I can start shrinking down and focusing on a few other things but uh i have spent most of this week writing content for the possible course Mm. Uh, i say possible um which is very very exciting like there's a lot to it there's a lot kind of like going on behind the scenes um at the minute again i can't really say all that much on but i've written a lot of content for that and like for me it's been nice because uh with this content i'm visiting an area of like the author life, I guess, that 
is something that I'm confident that I could do myself. But we've we've had conversations where it's like I've internalized a lot of stuff. So yeah. when when people ask certain questions about how have I learned like descriptions or dialogue or this, 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 like I a lot of how I learned was by reading a lot and then emulating has been pretty much my main thing. Um and over the years through different English courses, like even on drama, you study story structure, you go through stuff like that. So like, I can watch TV shows and kind of know like where the main beats are and things. And it's gotten to a point where I don't really specifically think about it all that much. It's just kind of like, as I'm writing a story, I'll feel those pulses. And, you know, you don't always get it right in the first draft, but like generally I know like where to lift the, the yeah. tension, where to let it drop, that kind of thing. 69 novels will do that for you. Yeah. And so like, I'm now at the point where, because I'm looking at, teaching more stuff i'm starting to have to firm up a little bit of what those frameworks are so i can kind mm-hmm. of like hand that knowledge on um which has been a really nice kind of refresher course for me it has meant a lot more research than i was anticipating but at the same time like it's good and again i can't say uh, too much but like things happen behind the scenes yeah um and you know i've only like in a few probably a few months i'll be able to talk a bit more about what's going on mm-hmm. so that's been going on and then uh started the official uh, wide launch of the 50k writing camp so that's now out on people's feeds for people to see and to start like diving deep into you know what's going on with the writing camp we had a few more people join this week um and yeah getting excited doing all the the prep work for that and making that happen so yeah i mean it's it's something that november's are very very intense in terms of like my time and how much i have to be on the ball with like all the writers and stuff during these camps but at the same time, like it's it really is the the core of what we do with activated authors. It's kind of very much um a testament to this camp that everything else bring off of it, therefore. So it's our birthplace. It's our birthplace, it's our origin story. It's you know, it's gonna be exciting to dive into that. And every year we'll get like old faces back who, you know, duck out for for the year and then come back during nano and we've got like new faces coming in. So yeah, yeah it's exciting to uh look at all of that coming ahead. Yeah, I mean, hope I, that we're prepped enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really excited to to like be with everyone. But this will be the yeah. first year you're not taking part. I know. I mean, that's where it stands at the minute. We'll see what happens, but <laughs> no. yeah, no. I know like, it's hard for you. Yeah, because I really do want to. I really for people for to. people who don't know, Sam finished Nano in 13 days last year. So no. I thought it was 13. That was Mm -hmm. the first year. What was it last year? It was 11. Well, there you bloody go. Sorry. So yeah, yeah. testament to the writing camp process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, all that's coming up. Um, What's one key takeaway that you're taking away from this week? Apart from, you know, good places to vomit in a pinch. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, for people that are listening on the podcast, you've you've made the right choice because i've just seen myself in the monitor and quite frankly it's terrifying I look fine i do not look fine i do not i look like i've got a mask of white on my face and my eyes are sunken anywho um <laughs> um my key takeaway for this week is uh that i really need to get comfortable um with not being in control of things um obviously um i got ill and so that affects everything um and i'm a lot better at being kind to myself with things like that like i took wednesday off and you know um i'm 
doing very light things today. Um, but it still doesn't change like that feeling of I'm behind, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really wanted to like get all the poems in my folder edited and I got like half of them done, which is like, don't get me wrong, that's still awesome. But I know that I would have been able to do a lot more had I been able to concentrate um, on anything other than my eyeballs sweating. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. Um, so I think it's just this idea of, like, that. there's nothing wrong with, you know, making plans and all and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's to be encouraged because as much as, you know, you can't plan for illness and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't plan as if it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that thing of, I find it very difficult to process in my brain that that's gone, that time's mm-hmm. gone. Um, so I think my key takeaway is that I like, is that the next kind of period of growth for me is going to have to just be getting comfortable with not being in control, mm. you know? Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was speaking to um, an author yesterday about uh, a little bit about what you were talking about because we were talking about possible goals for a certain period and how, you know, if you set an ambitious goal for, let's use words, just an example, like you want to write 10,000 words this week and you write 9,980, you failed. Yeah. You haven't. No. But you failed. Yeah. And twisting between those mindsets like like you said like you've accomplished like 50 percent of your poems despite the fact that you've been ill but sometimes that can also feel like a failure even though it definitely isn't yeah like, yeah it's just finding that that right perspective for yeah it, which is difficult when your eyeballs are sweating yeah <sighs> uh, fun i just had lord of the rings flashbacks oh flashbacks oh interesting spoilies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, my, <laughs> so my my key takeaway uh, is this week has reminded me that fiction feeds mm-hmm. particularly me I mean other people as well depends if your book sells or not and you put food on the table if you're writing but <laughs> like creatively for me fiction feeds like um, I haven't been able to get to any of my fiction for a few whiles because of uh, stuff that I've been working on like non-fiction wise um, yeah. and just like a lot of transitionary stuff from you know, leaving the, the ghostwriting behind. And I found a few days to go back to a piece that I'm kind of maybe about 50%, 75% between that region uh, done mm. with. Um, and had to reread it, obviously, to re-familiarise myself with it. And I'm in a bit of an accountability thing with a few horror writer friends to commit just like 20 minutes a day minimum to a project that is personal. I love that. Yeah, and so that it's just there's something really restorative about visiting it and the options and, and writing and playing and like i'm at the point where i've read it now so i'm going to go into some more drafting and stuff and aim to get this first draft finished because it's not a huge piece but it's one that um i've spoken about before and other stuff but it's very dense it's very purple it's, it's definitely not really a commercial piece but it's one that i'm just happy to write because it uh exercises a lot of demons mm-hmm. and so yeah like just just touching on that because it gets to a point sometimes where like it hurts having not touched fiction like you get to a point where it's like it's all I can think about and all I want to do and everything else. No matter what I'm doing, if you can hear weird noises, my dog's having a dream. Oh my god, dream noise. 
little like, can you hear it? Yeah. Just, just little like hiccups. Um, but <laughs> I really worried when she first started doing that. I was like, oh my God, she's dying. And then I was like, no, it's normal. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my takeaway is like, you know, it does get, especially as a writer, like there's always a real want to just work on stuff that is for you. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've got, I've got that. And it won't, it won't take long, I don't think, to finish working on this piece. It's just, you know, actually chipping away and making it happen. So that's yeah. mine. Um, our win from the community this week from our Activated Office community goes to Carla, who finally got her husband to put up her nonfiction website and get that running so she can start building that for her nonfiction stuff. And also mm-hmm. has her bio sorted and speaker slides done for a conference that she's speaking at in just two oh, weeks. Yeah. Which is exciting mm-hmm. and also daunting but more mm-hmm. exciting so yeah i mean we, we say this all the time in sprints and stuff but best of luck carla you got this yeah yeah mm-hmm. and now into this week's question so sam yes would you uh, like yes. to i would i would like to uh i would like to ask you the question and the question is daniel stephen wilcox thanks <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> what is your why it goes between my x and my z i wondered where that was going for a second oh god <laughs> i was like no. oh my god where is where is this going no so uh for context since we are now in this stage of asking lots of different questions looking into the writing life and stuff uh, obviously the first question made sense to be about story uh this one is probably one of the biggest ones that i come back to again and again with like every book i write every person i coach every single time like you know i struggle and things um so before i get into answering what my particular why is i think it's probably worth maybe touching on why a why why is important why a why um why so I'm going to spin the question back and go, Sam, why are why is important? <laughs> why, why, why? Well, Tell me why. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to send you a, a video after we finish recording Thank of you. a cold open of Brooklyn Nine-Nine with that song in it because it's... <laughs> mwah. Um, so why is it important? Because inspiration will get you going. But she is a fickle bitch and she will leave you as quick as a flea leaves its life i i promise i I promise i write i'm just very not (laughs) so the point of a why is when you are in the thick of whatever it is you've chosen to do whether it's writing a book whether it's training to be an astronaut whether it's training for the olympics or i don't know cooking like deciding you want to cook a home cooked meal every night for a month whatever it is the why is important because there will be times many times where you literally think to yourself i don't want to do this why am i doing this that's when you go why my why <laughs> <laughs> this is magic to witness you go thank you <laughs> that's that's when you want to like remember the reason why you wanted to do this in the first place and i read something the other day that said um you're already in pain you're already hurting at least make it count for something mm. i quite liked that so like depending on you know 
what it is that you, that you want to achieve a lot of the time things come from as dan has said several times inspirational desperation mm. um so like a good 50 percent of the time you're doing something because you you're fed up with how something is and you need something to change um or you know you see something and it inspires you greatly and you're like i want to change because of this reason but your body and your mind are so ingrained with habits that you already have that they're going to resist big time and they're going to try and like pull you back into old uh, habits um and that's the the time where you dig deep and remember why you wanted to start this in the first place and if you don't have a why it's very difficult to keep going like willpower is good Mm-hmm. but like honest to god it can only take you so far yeah i read... don't have a reason to keep going yeah i read somewhere i can't remember where that um willpower is essentially currency that it renews each day that you spend on things mm. so at the end of the day when you've got no willpower left and you're sat just slobbing on the sofa no judgment i do it all the time um oh, me too. like every every decision you make each day costs and so you know you have to make decisions but um yeah, like I, I agree with everything you said. I think, um, you know, writing a book and becoming an author, particularly, is a very, very long game. Oh, yeah. It's something that if you are after quick gratification, you're not going to get it because, you know, like it can take months, weeks, years, however, you know, you work as an author before you get a book in your hands, before you get a sale. You know, it's likely that if you're self-publishing that the first book's not going to knock it out of the park because, you know, we we work on the long tail of racking up a backlist and mm. getting extra books in that people can fall in love with. And that's when sort of the money starts coming in. So like you're looking at a several year plan to yeah. become an author. And, you know, that's something that you need to have a damn good reason why you want to stick with this. Yeah. Because if you don't have, it can get tiresome very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the reasons can be like, or the why's can be a bunch of different things. Like maybe your yeah. why is that you, you want to, use your creative talents to make income maybe your why is that you've, you're adamant you've got a story that the world needs to see like um maybe your why is you just want to leave a legacy or you want to create something that like your children can pass on to their children mm-hmm. whatever it is there has to be a big enough reason because the world that we live in particularly in the last you know 15 20 years with the internet social media not to like a, a lot of conversations tend to come back to this but it's such a big thing oh my god that's um, so true yeah like our attention's generally are shorted it's very easy to pick up your phone and get a quick dopamine hit and be happy because you know that's that's what we seek like to have a quick snack and to feel good to watch a tv show that finishes in 20 minutes all of these things make us feel good yeah and sitting in a chair <laughs> staring at a screen and writing like i love it but it take it took a lot to like condition myself to get there mm-hmm. because again like you get to the point where you're like oh why am i bothering like it's so, like i'll just do this because it's easier um so you have to have to have whatever that thing is that drives you forward that that hook that just keeps you moving towards whatever your goal is yeah and it has to be strong like I know a lot of authors who have come into the space who did it on a whim like got halfway through realized it was hard and they disappeared and I've never seen from them again mm-hmm. like the people that have stuck around are the people that are like passionately creative and they have a real strong reason as to why they're here yeah um so yeah, understanding your why why is huge. Um, I know that Simon Sinek in his book Start with Why was one of the reasons that I first started sort of to turn on to how important this stuff is. Yeah. Um, I mean, he talks more about business, but he talks about like a lot of the time we concentrate on the what, but we never concentrate on the why. 
And there's like a golden circle of like, what do you do on the outside? How do you do it in the middle? And then why do you do it on on, on right in the very middle? Yeah. And a lot of people look from the outside in when mm-hmm. really anything you do, you have to start with why, then look at the yeah. how, and then look at the what it is. And, oh, sorry, please continue. You carry on, you carry on. I was just going to say, and um, when it comes to your why, it is a very personal thing. Um, and like, we're going to share ours in a minute and as to why it is our why and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean you should feel the pressure to explain it to other people. No. But it has to resonate to your marrow. Otherwise, it will not work. And a lot of the time, people will choose um, a why that they think is their why. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is, like, find out what you think your why is and then see if you can dig a bit deeper. And if you can't, then cool, that's your why. But I heard an example uh, once um, of someone basically, an analogy where it's like, okay, so there's these two really tall buildings um and in between them is like a very sturdy footpath like um bridge kind of thing you know it's got high walls you can't fall off it's very safe everything's fine would you cross it for a million dollars and everyone was like yeah of course i would what are you talking about and then the person was like okay cool so same buildings and now it is a plank of wood that is across these two buildings and it's windy and it's rainy. Would you still cross that plank for a million pounds? And the people were like, no. And then they said, would you cross it to save someone that you love on the other side? And everyone mm-hmm. was like, yeah, of course I would. Mm-hmm. That's that's the difference Power between wipe. a surface level and, a, and an actual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can have multiple wires as well. And oh, yeah. over time, they can change. Um, but yeah, like the, the the thing I come back to is like, at the end of the day, there are a thousand other things, millions of other things you could be getting involved in, like mm-hmm. whether it's painting, whether it's, you know, ice skating, like, I don't know, just there's lots of things you can do and spend your time on. Yeah. What is it particularly that's putting you to this mission? Because I know that, and this isn't technically my, technically my why, but this is contributes to it. It's like, I love words. Like I've looked at, mm. you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by people that write scripts, that are making films, that are doing like comics and graphic novels and stuff, but I really like the novel. Like I just that yeah. form really resonates with me because I have so much I want to accomplish with words and and what I can do in mm-hmm. book form. So that's kind of just my chosen medium. Um, but yeah, let's like let's dive into the why. So my as I as I mentioned, why's can change, and my why has changed over the years. Um, the big why, the big impetus for me beginning the writing journey. Um, I mean, I've always I've always been something of a reader. Uh, I've always liked. The written word in many forms like it's just something that I've, I've i've been drawn to um i've said a lot of times on different podcasts and stuff like i never dreamed of being a writer like because mm. i just didn't think it was possible like so yeah you know, things worked out quite well in the end um <laughs> <laughs> but when the the big kick up the arse for me to start writing was when bailey was born when my son was born mm. um and there was that moment of i i want to prove to him that you can achieve a dream if you try hard enough yeah um and i'd never finished a book i'd written like short stories and stuff i'd had a couple of like failed attempts at writing a novel and when i say like failed attempts like I, there wasn't a lot of heart in it like i kind of sat down wrote a page and then went ah fuck this and went off and did yeah something else. um but it got to a point where i saw like i was beginning to work in publishing and i saw other people writing books and i was like i could i could do this like i'd love to have just something on my shelf just for me just for him to show 
what is possible if you put your mind to it mm -hmm. and that kind of kicked it off that was enough like I would constantly return to the page when he was asleep when I was like between jobs and away from the house and stuff just because I was like I want to make this happen like I, yeah. I, I need to make this happen like as you say there's that deep-rooted like I have to do this mm -hmm. and also for me I really just wanted to prove to myself that I could so everything at that point was very selfish in a positive way like I want to yeah. I, I want to work on dispelling selfish as a negative thing but like oh, it was yeah. selfish it was it was for me to prove to my son that I could do this and that it is possible should he wish mm -hmm. to pursue other things as he as he grew up um and so that was a big thing and then you know over time like my books took off started doing well like I got involved in communities I started like coaching all that kind of stuff and I'm now in a position where uh I kind of have two wives that, that mingle together and like one of them is more aimed at the author sides of the people that I help. And the other side is aimed at the horror fiction side um, of, of what I write. And with, with the authors, uh, it is to inspire, it is to educate. It is like a deep seated. So for me, I went through a phase a couple of years ago when things were very, very hard in my personal life. Um, and trying to write on top of that was very, very difficult. But like writing and keeping that creative flame burning pulled me through. Yeah. And along the way of, of doing this writing journey, I've seen people come to the page who, you know, maybe they were later on in life and they'd abandoned all hope that they could be creative, that they could do these things. Mm -hmm. And there's something really, really magical about just seeing that flame light again and people yeah. seeing that it's possible because life goes a big way to crush a lot of our hopes and dreams and to put us into these boxes and these routines and everything else. Yes. And having been through that and springing out the other side, like I, I just massively believe that everyone should have some something that is theirs that they keep a hold of that is uniquely theirs whether that's art whether that's you know i'm good against different forms of art now, like poetry music you know whatever um whether it's woodwork i don't know whatever it is just something that you enjoy that is purely yours that no one can touch that sacred place that you can go to and this is getting very um woo, -woo is the wrong word but like i genuinely genuinely believe that that should be in everyone and as i say i've seen people in their 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s come to the page and like refine that fire yeah. just love the experience and just seeing like the joy and that's that's really one of the things that pulls me back to to coaching authors because so much of what I do in because there's two sides of it there's the writing side then there's the actual client side facing but like I guess it transcends both um finish the sentence then <laughs> most, <laughs> most of what I do um bar obviously the fact of helping people write the book and overcoming blocks a big part is giving people permission yeah because a lot of us live in lives in which other people don't understand this side of who we are mm -hmm. and therefore crude way of putting it but don't accept it yeah and so a lot of the times people will be like i want to do this and i'll be like well do it then because there really is no reason why you can't <laughs> yeah so yeah like just all of that to say that seeing that flame like that is one thing that I absolutely like just live for and really thrive on like seeing the impact that I'm having on other authors and their quality of life and the things that they enjoy and just seeing what's coming out of it is just it's just gorgeous mm -hmm. um and then the the horror side of stuff is it's to entertain it's to play um it's to educate myself uh like in a way <laughs> it's, it's really funny being like I write horror because I want to entertain people because it is like I'm not I'm not in it to scare people or gross people out. It's just like it's a form of story that people like and that I resonate with and mm -hmm. that I seem to do quite well. So like 
yeah, it's it's entertainment mainly. And again, like every now and then you'll get these people that reach out that are like, oh, I'm, you know, in hospital, I've got deep seated illnesses and, you know, reading your pages has removed me from my situation for at least mm. like a few hours. And like having having that impact on people and helping people yeah. and putting that kind of stuff out, like it's it's awesome. Um, so I will say that my, let me, because I did write down a while back, like a succinct version of what my actual why is. Um, well, what I put under my mission, but I've put uh, to positively impact the world with imagination, story, and light. Um, and that is that is my why. That's what keeps me coming back to the page. That's what pulls me through. Um, and I will say as well that it is obviously my why has changed a lot over the years because it was very different in the beginning. And it's very easy sitting from where I'm at at the minute to say that that can be my why and seeing the impact of all these people. I understand that like other people want to do this, but they might not necessarily have yet found people who have benefited from them putting that stuff out into the world. Mm. Like I recognize that, you know, having literally like helped people and had that feedback is a good reason why I believe more in my why. Yes. If you're a person who has great intentions and you want to put some stuff out in the world to help people and to, to be kind and to, you know, make people's lives a little bit easier, fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> and the same, again, the same with fiction. Yeah yeah so there we go that's my uh little soapbox moment over to samantha motherfucking frost oh thank you very much we should probably mention your new name as well yes let's do that now you want to do that now okay yeah we put a poll on the activated authors group <laughs> to work out what better name we can use for sam other than helper helper um and i've got to work out where i put oh there we go so I mean, I'm not I'm not writing this down anywhere. This is this I feel like this is quite excessive. But the, the democracy well, has decided it's going on the website. All right, when you work out how to log in, you can uh, add it. <laughs> the the community have decided Samantha Frost is the Red Queen, First Lady Frost, chief artist and custodian of the Creative Lake. Yeah. Not quite what I was going for, but hey, who am I to to argue? Also, uh, full disclosure, I have no idea how to log into your website. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, was, doing that, I was doing that teenage thing like, I know, I already know how to do it. I figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> it's How hard can it be? It's just typing in letters. So, so it is. So it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think similar to you, my why has... Um, well, it's interesting. I don't know whether it's changed actually all that much or whether it's a case of I've changed and understood that actually what I thought was my why was never my why. Mm. It was beneath that. So I remember when I was, I would have was in, well, I'm right. So I'd have been nine, nine, ten, uh, when I first got to my mum's, when I moved in with my mum, with my mum. And I remember sitting cross-legged on the carpet next to the slidey wardrobe with my shiny green cassette player, um, listening to Hit Me Baby One More Time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, uh, you used to be able to, like, you'd press the record. That's the good God. (laughs) Record. And I would try and, like, sing along with her and I used to think like you know she's 16 when I'm 16 I'm going to be famous I want to be famous that was you know that's that's what I wanted I wanted to be famous the end 
And so for me at that time, it was, I wanted to be universally loved mm -hmm. because I had been universally rejected up until that point, basically in my life by, you know, most importantly, the people that are supposed to love you unconditionally. Um, and obviously, as I got older, I started noticing that there was an embarrassment in me to tell people that I wanted to be famous. Because I was just like, it feels like a weird thing to say, like it's not normal to want to be famous. And then as I got older, I realized that like, what, what is famous? And a famous what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, a famous what, Sam? So at the time, I liked singing. I still love singing. But it was this slow realisation as I grew and um, I started kind of with my mental health recovery, like, properly, that I realised that fame was never what I wanted. What I wanted was acceptance. Mm-hmm. But what I, but I didn't want acceptance from like, well, not necessarily from normal people, but like I wanted acceptance in the sense of I wanted people to say to me, like, you are exceptional. You are like above this and above that, like it because of my pathology, because of where where I come from. To me, being considered like mediocre or normal is a death stroke and yet at the same time I don't believe there's anything wrong with being normal and all the rest of it like god knows there's been so many nights that I've cried myself to sleep wishing I was but like throughout my life it's always been that is that I crave love and I crave like validation and so like my that's that's where my like first original kind of why that still sticks with me to this day. And it's not necessarily my proudest moment because <laughs> I would very much enjoy to be able to give myself validation. And that is something that I work on a lot. Um, but like if we're going to be honest here, like mm -hmm. that's that's where my first why came from is that I needed to be seen as exceptional because I thought that nothing less than that was good enough. Nothing less than that would 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 make me seen because it hadn't. So why would it now? Like I, I'd had proof my entire life that I, I wasn't good enough as I was. So I needed to be exceptional to prove my worth because I wanted acceptance and I wanted love. Mm -hmm. And so like there it would be it would be just a plain lie of me to say that that still doesn't play into my why. But of course, then I had a kid. <laughs> um, and I tell this story a lot, but I still remember the very first time I saw his face after an 81 hour labor. Um, he was shown to me and I smiled and my brain went, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. It was the first time I ever had considered my own mortality. Um, and very similar to you, I want to show him that like rules are there but it doesn't mean you have to abide by them because most rules i'm talking about like um 
societal convention rules. I'm not talking about like mugging a pensioner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's there for a good reason. Leave Betty alone. She's been through enough. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like, you know, societal expectations, whether it's around relationships, whether it's around work or how you present yourself or what you do on your downtime, all that kind of stuff is that's all it is, is opinions, other Mm. people's opinions. And as my mum says, opinions are like arseholes. Everybody's got one. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it's just important for me, for him to see that you can do, I'm going to say almost anything, because, Mm. you know, obviously we all have, like, limitations. Like, I'm I'm tiny. I'm never going to be an RAF pilot. Uh, not at 35 as well but like you know there, there are obviously certain things but like for the majority of things like you can do anything you set your mind to if you are prepared to mm-hmm. put in the work because people love to leave that bit off you're capable of anything the end yep <laughs> um and I, I i i really do believe especially with like with children but i mean it it applies to like anyone that kind of looks at you in any capacity of like a role model or like you know they admire this about you what they what they take as lessons is what you do not what you say there's another gem from my mum is words are cheap show me yeah um because i could sit here and tell you about like how many novels i've written but i haven't mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bullshit anyone could say that anyone could say that you know they've I don't know been to the like it's actions are what resonate with people because like they're undeniable Mm -hmm. so yeah for me it is just proving to him that there are different ways of doing things and you know we have lots of very interesting conversations around this topic all the time um you know uh, things like people are gonna take the piss no matter what you do so you might as well do what you love because mm-hmm. can you like what's more soul crushing than getting to the end of your life and realizing the whole time you've been doing what everyone expects of you and you've still caught shit for it your whole life because mm. you will like there's always going to be people like even before the internet <laughs> believe it or not like there was still judgment from everybody it's a it's a natural human condition like we're all judgy some of us more so than others that was me being judgy did you get it Um, (laughs) but like especially now you know with kind of comment culture if you will like everyone's got an opinion and they want um, and they think it's so important (laughs) so they will scream it at you like so yeah it's just important I think for him to see that there is another way and not mm-hmm. just one there's so many like life should be like it's kind of like a la carte like you, yeah. you can choose the bits that work for you try things mm-hmm. you know like don't shut yourself off from opportunities don't shut yourself off from working a nine-to-five because some people thrive and love that kind of thing and some people hate it but like you only know your actual opinion of something when you try it so yeah for me it's just a case of needing validation and being accepted and loved and proving to my son i guess that he doesn't need a validation or acceptance <laughs> from other people <laughs> oh oh the wonders we could dig into there um but i do i do like your point about um you know the the whole reaching your life thing i think there's a like a jim carrey talk that he gives mm. like some um 
about his dad. Yeah, yeah. That uh, sort of a while back, and I keep seeing it do the rounds. But like, he basically tells the story about how his dad could have been a great comedian, but he chose a safe job, went into accounting, and then thirty years later got fired from the safe job. And so his lesson learned was you can fail at doing something that you don't love just as easy as you can fail at doing something that you do love. Yeah. So you might as well go out and fail at the thing that you do love. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's powerful, like all along, all along the way, especially as I kind of I chose creative arts and things. Um, Same seeds. There was always some kind of resistance of varying degrees. Like I will say that my parents were incredibly um, they were supportive in the sense that they allowed me to do what I want to, but not like uh, with great enthusiasm. Um, <laughs> so, like for example, I could pick two subjects at school to do for two years and. I went for music and drama as opposed to something like business or like additional ICT or something like a bit more yeah. quote academic. Mm. Um, a real subject. Yeah. But yeah, this was it. I had those conversations of like, why don't you take something like, why don't you take like a backup just in case, <laughs> like something a bit more, a bit more like academic and a bit more with some more mm. utility. Yeah. It's like, given what I do for a living now, I think these jobs, these uh, subjects came in very handy. Yeah. Um, you made the right choice. Well done there, Wilcox. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like all, all of this to say like, there's a lot of reasons for why we do what we do for people who would, who are maybe a bit unclear on their why and would like to dig a deep, bit deeper into what their why is. Um, I would say Simon Sinek's book, uh, start with why is a great resource. Mm-hmm. I will say it's quite aimed towards businesses, but you can extrapolate a lot of that into your own life. Um, pretty much every book that I write that's nonfiction starts with finding your why, because mm-hmm. for example, collaboration for authors, what is it you're why are you choosing to collaborate because yeah. again like you could write by yourself you could choose not to write all this kind of stuff yeah and there's self- easier ways to write a book than with than like than with other people than like bringing yeah. in like a wild card element well exactly and then self-publishing blueprint same reason like why are you self-publishing because mm-hmm. you know understanding your reason and all it all it is it's not it's not even me like trying to like either put people off whatever it's like, like my my whole ethos in life is, why, Sandra. <laughs> if you can back up your choice with sound logic and reason that's all you need like i was talking to you earlier about this uh, yeah. this book that i'm writing at the minute it's very purple it's not commercial i don't i don't think it's gonna be a big seller but it is one of my favorite things that i've written and a lot of the conventions a lot of things i'm doing in there i'm doing deliberately like mm-hmm. it's slightly outside the conventional story structure like it's, it's a bit beautiful. weird and etheric it's poetic but also prose like it's very i don't know how to describe it it is quite literary in a way um don't know what it'll do i don't know where it'll go but I'm, I'm happy with it and everything that i've done in there is for a particular reason so whatever comes after that happens um but yeah i would say if you want to if you're not sure what your why is just try and narrow it down think of the reason of why you want to write a book like is it because you've seen someone who's making lots of money is it because your friend's doing it and you think that'll be cool is it because you've seen like the lifestyle of a full-time author mm-hmm. and then think of that reason and then break it down and go but why would you want that yeah and then at another level, once you've got that answer, but why does that matter to you? Yeah. And really like ask yourself why a few times until you can sort of break it down into the core components. Like like with yourself, Sam, like because I, I crave love and validation. And this is a vehicle that may allow me to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, you know, show show my child that you can go your own way, like whatever that reason. Yeah. Um I mean, as so Sam said like... earlier, like if oh, you well, if you print it out, write it down, whatever it takes, however you need to do it, put it somewhere visible to you and just on the days when it's really heavy to get to the page mm-hmm. and you're just thinking, oh, I could just sleep in, it'd be easier. Just look at that why and then really ask yourself that question, like, why am I doing this? Is this still relevant? And, you know, if it is and you pick the right why, well, I need to crack on because this is what I've got to do. 
I, I don't have it there anymore because it's kind of like I know now but I used to have it when my bed was over here um I used to have it taped to my ceiling when I was really ill um and like I was like right at the beginning of my recovery you know and I I needed to know why I wanted to get better because like that's one of the big kicks in the ass when it comes to uh just any kind of mental health recovery I would say probably with addiction as well Mm. because if you like it's a it's it's horrendous because like no one's gonna like give you a scalpel to you know I don't know like take out your own gallbladder or whatever but like you're handed the scalpel when it's mental illness because it has to be you it's just like it sucks but it's true so I used to quite literally have it taped directly above my pillow so when I would wake up in the morning and open my eyes before any thoughts could get into my head it was the first thing I would see Mm. I love that yeah boom so there we go what is why how is why words are good um so the question uh the question this week is what is your why um mm-hmm. and we'll we'll put some resources in the show notes sorry sam um and then oh, sorry, we... i'm used to it <laughs> just before we round up, great. <laughs> a reminder that the 50k writing camp is coming and is open for new campers so spaces are going if you are looking at attempting NaNoWriMo this november this is your ultimate way to make sure that you get those words in reach your fifty thousand, high five your future self eat a cheesecake and go into the new year knowing that you finished a goddamn draft. Yes. So yeah, all of the information over activatedauthors.com forward slash 50K. Yeah. And please remember that like I need love and validation. So you, <laughs> you need to get into the camp so I can, I can fulfill my why. Thank you. Yeah. Sam may not be competing <laughs> this year, but she's definitely going to be there and involved oh, oh, in this yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I will mm. be there all the time. Beautiful. Pretending. And terrifying. Yeah. So, without any more further ado further ado man always fun wrapping these up a massive thank you to you the listener for tuning in we appreciate you appreciate you and the time you should spend with us each and every week and as always if you're looking to level up your writing career and activate your author career ah then head on to activatedauthors.com to find out all about our community our resources and everything else that we've got going on one more time for myself and sam we will see you next week goodbye he does this professionally full-time i do (laughs) bye-bye